Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of The Emotional Elevator Show. Good evening, everyone. I don't know why I lean in, but I got to say, I think I need to start holding a magic wand because I changed my music and that just made me think I'm a fairy godmother. Um, I'm the fairy godmother of trauma and addiction. I am Sandy Bird. I am your host tonight of Emotional Elevator. And what I was talking about is if you've never listened to my show before or watched me, that music changed. And for me, it seems like I even elevated with my music. And that's the magic wand. I used to be holding a magic wand basically because I feel I felt like a fairy princess with that music. Anyway, that's not what tonight's about. Tonight is about trauma bond. And do you really have to have trauma to have a bond? And this is a big topic, and it's one I've talked about a lot recently with many people that I work with and even on platforms about trauma bonds and how sometimes you don't necessarily, to me, because I've been there, have a bond with somebody over trauma, but you're not going through the trauma with them. So that's what I'm going to dive in. But first, you'll see me kind of look because I am going to read the actual definition of trauma bond. Trauma bond forms an emotional attachment with someone that causes you harm. So basically what it's saying that someone who mentally, physically, emotionally, all those psychologically cause you trauma, you end up forming a bond with them. And during that bond, the reason there's a bond is because there's moments of distress and devaluation in conjunction with pleasure or joy. And if you're in with a partner, there's intimacy. So it's basically saying like one minute um, you can be being abused and the next minute you can be having the best sex of your life. And that's where our trauma bond forms. But... My topic tonight has been and is about can you form a trauma bond with somebody without necessarily going through trauma with them? Because I feel like this is a big topic in this day and age where we bond with people over our trauma and we continue in those friendships, relationships, partnerships because we have a common bond. And we stay in this emotional or the psychological trauma that I talk about. And I started talking about with my show. And that's where this came about. And we form a bond and stay in that non-elevation level. So we're both kind of either on the ground floor, as I've described in my previous episode, where the emotional elevator came from, is when you're on that ground floor, what I am as a coach is I want to get you to the penthouse and we get there together. But sometimes we have relationships in our life where we're not going through trauma. There's no trauma. No one's physically abusing me. Nobody's emotionally abusing me. No one's psychologically abusing me. I think that's all of them. 
but I still have a bond with them. It's kind of like the woe is me club. And that's a lot of what I want to talk about is it's, it's more like that woe is me club where you meet somebody and all of a sudden you're like, wow, we have this great friendship relationship. And then you realize, well, both of you came from divorced families and you were latchkey kids. Or you were raped at a young age or you were molested or there was some type of traumatic event that happens that y'all have a natural bond over. Now, the reason why I feel like this is considered a trauma bond is when we don't decide to elevate ourselves or work on our healing, because that is a big thing with me is as I've gotten into these relationships with friends, family, partner, I want us to work on what it is we need to heal together. And I have been in many relationships, friendships, a marriage, where there has been a bond over trauma. So I consider that a trauma bond. And that is a big bond because you don't know really how to get out of that bond because you're staying you're not still emotionally traumatizing, but you're both in a psychological trauma that has formed, and this is my topic for next week, is codependency, but how they can correlate because you end up bonding over the traumatic experience and the emotions that you have together. And I would love feedback on this topic because I know a lot of people out there end up realizing as they're healing, like this friendship is not at the same friendship level that it was. And this relationship, my, you know, my partner and I, we seem to be on different levels now. And I think a lot of it has to do with when we start healing, we realize that we have bonded with people in our lives that have gone through similar traumas to us. And that's how we bonded with them. And how do we just kind of let those relationships go? That is a big topic that some of my clients have talked to me about is like this person, I feel like I'm like, I want to continue to work on myself and what I went through. And I'm going to throw one out there. Rape. Coming from rape, gang rape, um, rape, all of that, it was easy for me to connect with other women who had gone through the same experience as I had. Problem is, is when we all just want to do the woe with me together, we become this club. And I just did, if you're listening to me, you know, uh, you know, tightening that word, we become like a club. There ends up being a bond. There ends up becoming a common ground for us as friends that we were raped. So when we're feeling something, sometimes we all feel it. But it's how do we break that cycle? When do we turn to everybody and say, you know what? I think we need to heal. And I think we should heal. And when is it okay to kind of walk away from that relationship, that friendship? Because you no longer want to focus on the trauma that created the bond within that friendship, that group, 
that marriage, that relationship, that partnership, even sometimes work friends, everybody ends up because this one boss is, as everyone likes to see, and I'm putting this in quotes, a narcissist. Everyone seems to want, oh my God, that person is such a narcissist. And everyone starts to go out and hang out and sit and eat lunch together and end up forming a bond over somebody. And then all of a sudden they leave and everyone's like, but now, now what do we have? Because they bonded the relationship over an experience or over a person that is no longer there. And that's why this is a big topic for me. And I talk a lot with clients is trauma bonds and how you can see a trauma bond if you've been with somebody. Because when we do, when we go through something so traumatic and we continue, as I've stated in my past podcast, as we continue to keep that psychological trauma within us, and then we find people and we, it's weird. Sometimes we radiate or we all come together and then all of a sudden we're all sitting around and we're going, oh yeah, I was raped at 16. Yeah, I was raped at 17. Or, oh yeah, I was raped at 15. Oh, is that why I feel that way? Or is that why I think, and then all of a sudden you're reliving it together. And nobody's getting beyond it or nobody's letting it go because it's become a common denominator in a group. And that's why I think it's so important that when we have these relationships and we can correlate them with trauma bonds or trauma, that we choose to walk away from that relationship. Or once we start working on healing, if there is that same friendship bond that you can introduce on a new level. And I have many experiences with this and I've got many friendships and relationships that I have walked away from because I do not want to play into the, we, we stay in victim victimization. I'm not even sure if that's a word. And if it's not, I just meant a word. Victimization mode when everyone's got the same problem. We stay victims to ourselves and to each other when we have the same trauma. And then when certain things happen in our life, and then we become, we end up with these emotional attachments with everyone or with these people where we end up emotionally feeding off of each other. And I'm going to bring up something that's similar in a group. Have you ever been a roommate in or been in a dorm situation or gone away on a camp during the summer when you're a teenager and all of a sudden, sorry, men, us women end up on the same menstrual cycle? Well, think about it. If we all have the same emotional trauma within us, who's to say we can't end up on that same emotional roller coaster together? I know many people around me that have better grasp of their emotions. Sometimes I can be a very emotional person. It's just part of who I am. I've worked a lot on it. So I can control my emotions a lot better. I'm so proud of myself, myself on the back on that one. But when you're in that cycle of being in friendships, even if the trauma happened 20, 30 years ago, 
but you're in that emotional cycle. And that's what tonight's topic is really all about is how can you recognize if you are in a trauma bond relationship, friendship, family member, partner, work, when you have a common factor in a traumatic situation or emotions that play into psychological trauma? And how can we really work on those relationships to get them healed? Or how do we real how do we recognize within ourselves that we've outgrown that relationship or that friendship, especially when there is a bond of trauma? which is trauma bond. And I have stories to talk about tonight with myself, with clients, where recognizing when you are in this bond that you can break it or you can re reformulate this bond, this friendship, this relationship. Have you ever been... Um, in a work environment where you and somebody else have become friends because of this one boss, like I've already said, like a narcissist. And then all of a sudden the boss leaves or they transfer and that relationship just fizzles out. Well, that's because you didn't have a common, a common, I, I feel like I'm going to use this word in every sentence, a common bond. Like you didn't aspire to have a relationship beyond aspire to have a relationship beyond this person that was creating havoc in each of you. And I've had relationships like that where we ended up becoming in a relationship because of the way we were being treated by a boss. So we became in this relationship and then the boss walked away and we realized we have nothing in common anymore. Nothing in common with this boss. Or I've had people that I've had a great relationship working with, and then they move away. I don't talk to them anymore because the common bond was workplace drama. And how many people do get in that workplace drama that everyone is bonding over an emotional incapacity and physical incapacity. Think about it. And maybe we'll talk about this after the break because it's time for our first break. But I kind of want to go into that you might be able to relate to this a little bit easier is when COVID happens and those of us who were in the workforce, how we sort of bonded over what we are experiencing. And now that that's kind of stopped, how many of those relationships have just fizzled away? So it is time for our first break and you're listening to Emotional Elevator with me, Sandy Bird. And I am just so excited to be on here talking about Trauma Bond tonight. So we're just gonna go to our first break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions 
without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body. Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I just got to say, I just love the new music I picked up. Either I'm in the Willy Wonka elevator, reaching all the way, lifting through the sky, or I'm on Star Trek, zooming through the galaxy. I don't know what it is about that music. Or I'm like Mary Poppins, ready to take off. I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. No, I'm not sorry. I love the music I just picked out because I feel like I've already elevated myself in my music. But what I've been talking about is trauma bonds and how trauma bonds, how you can actually look at a trauma bond as a bond. And what I was talking about earlier or the first part of the show is when we bond over being going through similar traumas and not necessarily being in emotional trauma or physical trauma or psychological, emotional, physical trauma with somebody that's doing it to us, but we bond over that common ground. And the story I have to correlate with this is COVID. So a lot of us who were out still working, nurses, um, retail management, I was in retail management um, before I really started doing coaching. But when I was doing retail management as a manager, I was coaching. I was coaching customers. I was coaching staff. But we ended up bonding. We ended up bonding over the, I'm going to say this, the craziness of COVID. People coming in in space space suits because they're afraid that they would catch something so we would we would all laugh and everything like that or when people would come in feeling very vulnerable and just breaking down or people coming in just being so irate that we were shutting down and that they had to be locked in their home and I'm not locking them out there was so many different levels of scarcity that I was affected by 
during that for a whole year, I dealt with, I'm going to say this, raging lunatics. I dealt with people walking in saying, my husband, my wife, my grandmother, my son, my daughter is in the hospital dying right now of COVID. I, you know, dealt with people coming in saying they just lost somebody from COVID. And it was so many different things going on that so many of us formed these little groups. I formed little coaching groups and counseling people and sitting there. And that's when I realized, yeah, I, I missed my calling, which was a social work, but now I'm a coach and I love that part of it. But we bonded over that. It got to the point where I felt like everybody was just at each other all the time. And we ended up bonding over that. Was it a trauma bond? I wasn't trying to inflict harm on anybody. And yeah, like I already read, a trauma bond has moments of distress, devaluation, in conjunction with pleasure, and I said enjoy. So there was times during that, being in one of the largest grocery stores, um, it's called the Disney World grocery stores, being there and going from having someone in my face wanting to get in an altercation with me to someone coming in wanting to know if it's okay to give me a hug. So all day I went through this high and low, high and low, and people around me were going through that. So we bonded over that. We would laugh at the end of the day and we would cry. So we all experienced a bond and association over trauma. And that's what tonight is all about. And I'm going to go into a little bit of my story in my life and a couple of my clients. And so my first marriage, neither one of us traumatized each other until probably the end. <laughs> That's probably where the trauma came in. But we ended up bonding. And this some of that will go into a topic, my next topic for next week, which is codependency. But we bonded over the trauma we had suffered. We both came from single mother households. We both came from feeling like we were never heard, never seen, never valued, never nothing. And we bonded over that. Were we, were we creating that with ourselves? No, but we had a common ground bond. So yes, and it's funny. Why do I say this? It's funny, but I realized that my ex and I had a trauma bond when my own daughter said, you and dad were like, had a trauma bond. Wait a minute, we weren't beating each other up or we weren't doing this. No, but we had a bond over life situations we went through. We had so many common, and because he's not alive, so I don't want to speak a lot on his story, but everyone knows he did come from a single parent household. His mom raised him and my mom raised me. But some of what he went through growing up is a lot of what I went through. So we bonded over that. We became bonded on suppressed psychological trauma. But were we doing that to each other? Maybe in a sense we were because we weren't emotionally, I want to say this, we weren't emotionally equipped to be together. 
We weren't emotionally, physically equipped, basically to raise three children, but we did the best we could with the tools we were provided with. And we bonded over that. We bonded over not knowing the true lineage between a husband and a wife. We did not know what my role, and this is a thing you hear all the time, what my role was as a mother and what his role was as a father, because we did not know what those roles were because being brought up in a single mother household, we saw those roles being performed by one person. So, and I'm using my fingers a lot. So if you're listening to me, I'm just putting up my fingers, like one person on each side equals two, but we bonded over that. So do I consider that I was in my marriage was a trauma bond? Yes. Do I also consider it was a codependency? Yes. And I will go into that next week. But to hear it from my children or basically two of my children right now that their dad and I were in a trauma bond was like, no, because we didn't really harm each other, but we bonded over Okay, now I'm going to go into a very long relationship that I've been in, a very long friendship that I've been in, that we bonded over our not-so-healthy marriages, um, the treatment of our mothers, just that type of bond where we bonded because we never felt valued, loved, honored, everything. But the greatest thing from that friendship and I'm getting emotional, is that we were able to recreate our friendship on two healed levels. Both our mothers are gone. So it's like we both shed that, that bond we had, that codependency relationship we had with our mothers, because we were brought up in single mother households as well. But we are able to recreate a friendship on a healed level. So that is a safe friendship because we realized we were not in the victim, like my first husband and I, we were in a victim role. Her and I, in some sense, were in victim roles, but we were able to realize we wanted to heal, but we also realized we had a lot of common, common goals. I mean, we had basically the same number of children, our children were almost the same age. And if she's listening, I will never mention your name, but everyone who knows us will know that who I'm talking about. But we realized our common interest was when our kids were, when my mom passed away, we went on cruises together. We would travel together and we can have a great time traveling together. And we decided just recently because we had a lot of, as I was working on my healing and she was going through another um, healing process of her own, we kind of didn't, or I didn't want to impose what I was going through my healing on her. So we kind of like broke away a little bit, but we realized, and as I said recently is I want to continue because we still have a lot of common interests. We love to travel. We love to eat out. We love to try new things, but there's a lot of things he loves, what she does for her business and what I do for my business. We're both different in that aspects. 
I enjoy going to these um, community meetings all the time. Not so much, but there's so much. That's a relationship and a friendship right there. But we have so much common now. We see as two healed individuals, we don't need we don't need each other. Whereas before, we relied on each other as support in our common bond, which was a trauma bond. So that's one one story of a friendship. Um, I recently had a client who, as she elevated her emotions and as she's worked on all the trauma she sustained as a child and growing up, she realized she was um, around a lot of unhealthy friendships, relationships, bonds. And she kept saying, I just don't feel like I've got anything in common with them because I don't want to sit around and talk about, you know, what happened to me as a child. I don't want to sit around and drink and do the woe with me. And I don't want to sit around. Well, then why are you? What is wrong with even if these have been people that's been part of your life for so many years, what is wrong with walking away? Because you're realizing that you had a bond there that no longer exists, that there's no common thread, no common relationship. Because a lot of times when we are still in that trauma bond mentality, we end up turning to substance. And that's a big thing when you've been traumatized and you're still going through the psychological trauma, there's a lot of substance and there's a lot of substance abuse. And for me, emotional eating. So if I'm getting around people who are triggering me because they want to talk about the trauma, I would be there if we went out to eat. Oh, can I get another appetizer? Can I get this? Oh, let's get dessert. Let's get another drink. I realized that I was bonded when I was allowing myself to emotionally eat because of the relationships around me and breaking away from that. And that's the same thing that one of my clients went through is she realized that man, these people I've been hanging around with all, we've all had the same trauma and I'm the only one who wants to elevate myself. I want to, I want to feel worthy. I want to feel valued, but being around some of that same group, I feel I'm still living the psychological trauma. I don't see my worth. I don't see my value being in this group. So, oh my gosh. It's already time for my second break. So I'm going to go to break. And as I'm talking about tonight, can you really be in a trauma bond without having the trauma? My answer is yes. And I, in my own personal life, have recognized that. And friends around me and clients, I recognize that as well. So when we come back, I'm going to continue to dive into and talk about some more examples of bonding with friends, relationships on a trauma level, but not necessarily having the trauma. So time for that break. Can't wait to hear my music again. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. 
Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Later, I'm just going to be listening to my music. Sorry, but I really enjoy the music that I chose because I either feel like a superhero, a fairy princess, or I'm zooming around in the galaxy. So tonight, yeah, this music doesn't go with talking about Trimobon, but it definitely goes with elevating your emotions or walking away or zooming away from a relationship that you have a bond with that is based around your trauma. And that's what I've been talking about and in going into my own life and how I did not realize that even though my first husband and I did not trauma, we did not have bring trauma in on ourselves, but because we had trauma, we still were dealing with our own psychological trauma. We were able to bond over that and it kept us in that psychological trauma mentality. That's a great word for it. And how sometimes do we recognize that we are bonded with people, even though we are not causing harm to anybody? Because like I did say, what the definition of a trauma bond is an emotional attachment with someone that causes you harm. But a trauma bond has moments of distress and devaluation in conjunction with pleasure. And I'm saying joy, because if you're with a partner or a husband, it usually is intimacy, sex. When I know I've been in a trauma bond before in my life, a severe trauma bond, and but and I was able to walk away from it, but I still experienced psychological trauma, which led me to be in groups and around friends who went through the same thing. So I stayed in my psychological trauma. And I kind of gave, you know, the example of my first husband, and I gave an example of a friendship of many, many years where we both had um, trauma from our mothers and we bonded on that and then we had failed marriages and we just continued the bond but we decided while we both healed worked on our healing we're not healed we're always working on our healing people but as we've worked on our healing that we would redefine our relationship our bond as a friendship that enjoys traveling we enjoy going out to eat. We enjoy going to the movies. We have so many common things we like to do that we can continue that relationship without even worrying about the trauma. 
we now have both worked on such a great healing journey that we now can work on healing modalities that we have used that have worked for me might not work for her and what has worked for her might not work for me. We can also have our own lives and deal with our own outside lives without bringing it into our, our friendship, which we used to do all the time. And what I mean by friendships that you might want to recognize if you have a trauma bond with is when you are in a friendship and you still don't feel value, you still don't feel worth, you still don't feel self-love when you're around them. If you feel in order to sit around them, you have to engage in a substance or emotional eating or drinking, that, my friends, is a sign to say you might be bonded in trauma with these people or this person. And in the first part of the show too, I talked about work. Do you ever bond with associates at work and you end up this friendship because your boss is a, as everyone likes calling this is in quotes, a narcissist. And then all of a sudden that boss leaves and y'all have nothing in common. That's what I mean about a trauma bond. You don't necessarily in my book need to cause harm to someone because if you're in psychological trauma, which I've spent most of my life in, I was creating the harm for myself. And yes, I did go through some physical abuse for many years. I continued in my psychological trauma till a good five years ago when I decided to work completely on my healing. And that is when I started recognizing a good two years ago, three years ago, that there was many relationships, friendships bonds out there that I want to walk away. Actually, I wanted to run away just like my music sounds like I'm running through the galaxy to get away from because all it did was keep me in the psychological trauma. They did not bring value to me. They did not bring worth to me. And that is when I feel like we are in trauma bonds is when the harm that is being caused does not have to necessarily be from the other person. It can be from yourself. And it can be from the feelings that you feel inadequate when you're around these people, when you have to engage in unhealthy behavior. That's some of the words I used the first half. It's funny how the first half I'm like, these words I'm looking for. And then the second half, the words come to me. But that's what I mean. A trauma bond to me is more of being in a relationship with someone while experiencing un healthy behaviors, unhealthy emotions, unhealthy environments. So think about that. You're not causing harm to anyone but yourself. But if you are creating harm to yourself, being around certain people, then you are in a trauma bond. And I, I was giving examples too of a client where, um, as she started working completely on her healing and she started diving in, she was coming to me depicting every relationship. Oh my gosh. This is why I stayed with him for so long because we stayed in this moment or I really don't like her. I only like her because we went through the same thing. And now that I'm seeing my worth, we have nothing in common. It's that if the common ground in a relationship or even in family, even in family, if you go and this is another good topic, when you go around your family and you feel triggered 
or if you feel like on is unhealthy because of the trauma that was suffered. It doesn't matter if it was grandma. It doesn't matter if it's not mom or dad, if it's aunt or uncle, cousin, brother, sister, whoever. If you're feeling the harm within yourself being around somebody, then that is a bond that is formed around trauma. And that's what I want to kind of be on the emotional elevator talking about is these relationships in our lives that we don't see because they don't fall under what we read or we Google as the definition of. Well, my marriage is not a trauma bond because we're not causing harm to each other. Yeah, all marriages have ups and downs and then can have great sex. But the point is, if you're not elevating yourself or you're not working on elevating yourself, but you're working on elevating your partner, but you're not working on yourself, then yes, that can be a trauma bond. And the harm you are doing is not to the other person. The harm you are doing is to yourself. And that's the biggest that's the biggest advice I can give to anybody is a trauma does not necessarily need to be continuously happening with you as long as it is happening in your brain or in your subconscious where you're psychologically still traumatizing yourself. And the factors that you are still going through that psychological trauma is you, you don't feel worthy. If you don't feel valued, if you self-sabotage yourself, if you self-loathe yourself, no self-love. And when you're in that partnership relationship, you can do that for the other person. That's what I'm saying. I was in a long time friendship and marriage where I wanted to show them how much I appreciated them so much, how I saw their self-worth so much. How I saw their self-value. But I wasn't seeing it for myself. I was doing so much to try to elevate them that I was staying stuck. I was riding the elevator to the ground floor. And that is what, and that's a perfect example because this is the emotional elevator. If you are in any type of relationship where y'all are still sitting in the parking garage together and you're having fun, but you're having fun, y'all are having a tailgate party in the parking garage that is a trauma bond. You need to be sitting there with your friends, elevating them to the penthouse. Hey, let's all get to the penthouse. Or if that one friend ends up at the penthouse and you're holding on to them thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to get myself worth from them because they're in the penthouse and I'm sitting in the penthouse. You're just bonding over them, elevating themselves. You're still in that trauma you're still holding on to the trauma by their bootstraps, put it that way, because you're still there. So that's what this topic tonight has been all about, is about not necessarily traumatizing somebody, not causing harm to somebody, but you are bonded with somebody over a traumatic event that happened in your life, and you can stay feeling those feelings. If you are in any, any relationship where you don't feel worth. Now, 
I take that back. Let's roll back because hold up. Nobody is going to feed you yourself for a self-value. So I want to make that perfectly clear. You can't go to your friends. You can't get it from your spouse. You can't get it from anyone. You have to provide yourself with your self-value, self-worth. But what I'm trying to say is that if you are trying to be around people who are going to help you get your self-value, your self-worth, stop self-sabotaging yourself, they're not going to be able to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. But now if you're bonding with people because of that, that is when I'm saying you need to walk away. Because if you are waiting for, and I'll tell you about an experience I went through a week ago with myself and a client, but it is time for our last break. I just, this time is flying now that I've gotten into the groove of really diving into these trauma bonds and how to recognize them. And a lot of people didn't realize they were recognized in trauma bonds over um, the COVID experience, especially when you're working out in the workforce as first responders or even in um, the grocery stores. So we are going to a break. So excited. I get to hear my music again. I don't know why I'm so excited to have this music, but I am. We are talking about trauma bonds tonight. And next week I'm going to talk about codependency and how sometimes they can relate, but what a codependency relationship looks like, feels like, is like. Been there, done that too. So we're going to go on our final break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, Join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I really think I'm going to get a wand now and maybe a cake because I do enjoy my music because as I've been elevating myself, even since my program started, I like the music too because I feel like it's elevating as well. What I've been talking about tonight, besides my music, is trauma bond and how to recognize if you're in a trauma bond. And I have read that definition. It's about forms and emotional attachment with someone that causes you harm. But it doesn't have to be the other person that's causing the harm. It can be you causing yourself your psychological harm. And the biggest concern, I'm not going to say problem, concern I have is when working with clients and they, when I say, mm, that to me sounds like a trauma. No, it's not. My husband doesn't cause me harm or my friends don't cause me harm. I don't know what you're talking about. So a definition is 
Everton has a gray area. And as I have really dove into working on healing from physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, I mean, so much abuse in my life. And then after it stopped, I continued the abuse psychologically. So I can tell you, I have witnessed and seen, and as I've gone over, trauma bonds with people that I have not caused harm to, but I caused harm to myself by staying in those relationships, staying in those bonds, because there was traumatic events that kept us either on the ground floor in the parking garage, or we were just on the ground floor and we did not, we were not able to get to the penthouse because we were both just like, this is my life and it sucks. And this is the way it's going to be. Those are the bonds where we are not physically, mentally, emotionally, technically harming each other, but we are psychologically harming ourselves. So we stay in that bond. I did go through my first marriage. I did go through a very um, dear friendship of mine that has now been elevated to a different friendship. That bond that we had over our messed up trauma, psychological trauma, we have been really diving into our healing to now we recreated that friendship. And that's what is so wonderful because it's on a, such an elevated, elevated level. Level, not layer, level. But we're going to keep adding or shedding more layers of our trauma and building on our friendship that has evolved from it. But tonight I've gone into a lot of examples of trauma bonds. And I'm going to go in, and like I've said, with one of my clients, she was able to recognize some of her friendships were based on trauma. And being in a co-work environment and when you end up bonding with someone because as your boss, and I've said it in quotations, everyone says is a narcissist, then you bond over it and then the narcissist gets fired or leaves and then all of a sudden everyone's like, I don't really like Sheila. I don't really like Sandy. But you bonded over a trauma experience. But were you creating harm on each other? No, but you bonded over that. And the problem is, is when we stay in those relationships, listen to that. That work environment relationship is the kind of relationships I hear all the time with clients. And they try to tell me this is not a trauma bond. Is when, like I was saying, you're in a workplace environment and you have a boss that everyone in quotations is a narcissist. And then y'all end up, everyone ends up eating lunch together and socializing, maybe going out for a drink or a substance after. And you're talking about how narcissistic your boss is. You have built a relationship or a bond on a trauma experience. Now that narcissist boss gets fired or moves on or whatever. And now the son, would you like to go out for a drink after work? Okay, and then you sit there and you have nothing to say because the trauma that you built that bond and that relationship on is gone. And that's why I struggle with some of my clients. I shouldn't really say that. I'm challenged with some of my clients when I say 
This to me sounds like you're in a trauma bond. No, no, no. There's no harm being created. Well, there is because the harm is to yourself psychologically, because if you don't feel like you can work on yourself in a healthy relationship, then you are being bonded by your psychological trauma with somebody. And that is also next week's topic is codependency, because sometimes that can fall in with trauma bond where you're codependent on someone. And I'll go through the definition of that and what codependency relationships I had in my life. And like I said, my first marriage was a trauma bond. But as I was going into with a client was talking about a marriage. And I was like, mm, your marriage sounds maybe a little bit like you're bonded over trauma that you suffered. Well, my husband's wonderful. He doesn't abuse me. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe you and him have created a bond because of the trauma you went, you went through. And when you can't see your own self-worth, but you're trying to make sure they see their self-worth, or you can't see your own value, but you try to see their value. You're self-sabotaging yourself, but you're you're trying to prevent them from self-sabotaging. That is a trauma bond. You're not creating harm to each other, but you're harming yourselves. And that is a big, that's a key, key ingredient to a lot of my clients and someone right now, very close client is going through where I saw a bond in a relationship that was based on trauma. They both suffered severe trauma and got into a relationship and it, we call it as a toxic relationship. It was toxic. Why don't we just say it was a trauma bond relationship? It was toxic. What made it toxic? Because you came into the relationship with trauma and you created these toxic behaviors because of the trauma. So a toxic relationship, because the only other thing I can say that relationship was toxic was it was abusive. Well, it wasn't abusive. Nobody was abusing each other. We just were abusing ourselves. Okay, well, then you really had a bond bond because you were psychologically traumatizing yourself. As you can tell, I really don't like the word toxic. But working with this client, yes, trauma bond. Thank you for listening to The Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.